all of the things that we're doing out there are because our members have a particular interest that they've said, it's time for me to get back to something I love. And this is what I love. Welcome to Zestful Aging, where I interview inspiring and fascinating women who talk about their projects as well as their own lives as evolving women. I'm your host, Nicole Christina. And if you like the podcast, you'll love my newly updated companion online course, Zestful Aging, Simple and Sustainable Habits for Health and Longevity. Learn more at NicoleChristina.com. Well, I have my coffee in my hand and my little Jack Russell Sparky right beside me. So let's begin. We have a great show for you today. Susan Collins left her beloved career in home building when the industry hit the skids in 2007 and started a consulting business. When she ran across an ad for the Transition Network, she realized that she was indeed in a transition. So she joined the network just as the Philadelphia chapter was being started, and she got involved and five years ago took the helm of the organization as its executive director. Susan's passion is helping women connect. It's through these connections that we realize our value and find ways to stay relevant in today's fast-moving world. TTN's members come together and discover the opportunities that await them as they move through all of the various transitions that women of 50 and over are facing. They discover their true impact. Welcome to the show, Susan. Good morning, Nicole. How are you today? Thanks so much for having me. You know, I love this. I love this quote. They discover their true impact. Mm -hmm. Can you can you tell me a little bit about how you discovered your true impact? You were you started in the home building industry. Take me through take me through the steps. How did you get to where you are? Oh my gosh, that's a that's a good question, and I always think, well, I'm not sure I'm there yet, as many <laughs> of our transitions are quite ongoing. Uh, but pretty much what you said happened. I was in home building. I loved what I did. It was a, an extremely tangible industry. You know, you were building homes, impacting people's lives, helping them make a really important decision about where they're going to live or raise their children. And I just, I, I was very excited by the industry, but you know, as all good things come to an end and the big depression of the 07, 08 changed a lot of things. So when I left, I figured, oh, I'll just keep going. I don't know what I'll do. And people called and said, what are you doing? Can you help me do this in marketing? Or I have some leadership work I'd like to do. And But even that eventually got thinner because all the people that I knew were in the same industry mm-hmm. and things were getting rough for them. So I began to reinvent myself in my location where I am in in South Jersey, Um, but I never had a passion for consulting. I felt like I didn't have any real opportunity to make a difference. And if there's any common thread in my life, it was the idea of getting into the mix, jumping in, getting my hands dirty, and seeing what we could pull off. Hmm. Um, So 
it was funny when I when I did find TTN and joined. Um, I was working with a business coach at the time, and I'd go and see her, and she'd say, "Okay, well, so what's going on?" And I'd say, "Well." And first 20 minutes, I would talk about TTN and the chapter and working on communications and all the events that we were planning. And we were a small but growing fast kind of a chapter. Um, and eventually, when I took a breath, she'd say, well, I was really asking about Collins Consulting. And, <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, that. <laughs> um, so it really became probably more evident to her before it became evident to me that I was getting much more gratification out of working with TTN than I was in my in my business. So when I was on the committee to find a new executive director back in 2013, I would go in and tell her, okay, we interviewed a bunch of people yesterday and and you know what I was really hoping to find. And and she finally said to me, I think you want this job. Mm. And I'm like, well, I think maybe I do. And she said, well, you better tell them now because you're in the middle of interviews. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I told them and, and, you know, they put me through my own grind. Uh, and very happily for me, they decided to uh, roll the dice and, and take a chance. I'd never run a nonprofit. I'd never been in a nonprofit. Um, but, you know, I had some skills and they certainly knew what I could do because I was already in the organization. Mm -hmm. And that was five years ago, October 1st, which is my anniversary. Wow, you um, were in the organization and you loved it, clearly. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so it's been a real fun ride. It's been challenging, as all things are. It's been um, an interesting evolution to work with a board of directors, as opposed to like one boss or, you know, boss and boss and boss, that kind of thing. The hierarchy is different. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more opportunity for collaboration and broad thinking. Hmm. Um, but it also has the flip side of making sometimes it's harder to get things moving along because there's more people involved. But, you know, you take the good with the bad. And when I think of what we've achieved and how much we've grown since I took over, not that it's all up to me, it's, it's mostly volunteers. Uh, it's almost 100% volunteers. There's only a few paid staff members. And, and volunteer board members who really, really, really get involved. They don't just show up for the quarterly meeting. Mm. Um, it's It's been a really fun ride. So. It sounds like a passion project. Absolutely. Well, I think anytime you're dealing, certainly when you're dealing with volunteers, for them, it's absolutely a passion project because there's no gratification in a paycheck. Mm -hmm. So it really becomes all about the impact that you're having. And it goes back to that word again, impact. Mm -hmm. We, I guess it was around the time we did the website over, which was a little bit before the time I took over. And, you know, we were trying to describe what we do. Like, what's, what's the path that a woman takes when she joins TTN? And it, it boiled down to connecting with other women, which is the network piece of it. You know, mm -hmm. um, the, the biggest shock for me when I left my job was the depletion of my society, that, that the people that expected me to show up every day didn't expect me to show up anymore. And all those connections begin to disappear um, because really what you have in common is the work. Mm -hmm. And when the work goes away, a lot of those relationships did. So rebuilding your network of people who, um, expect to connect with you and want to want to do things together. Find common ground is really the fundamental main point of what we do. But mm. from there, 
we, we really want to hope, we want to help people learn. And we want to help them understand and using the word discover, connect and discover, what's going to be their passion? What's going to be important to them? Uh, our priorities are changing along with a lot of other things in our life. Um, maybe the kids are gone, so they're on their own. Now the grandkids might be a priority, but you know, it, it really does become more about legacy and what can I do to raise the vibration of the world in my own special way. So we really hope to be able to put opportunities out there to have them discover their best next act. Mm -hmm. And then the third, the third leg of the stool, of course, is impact. What kind of impact do you want to have? So that to me is the nirvana of this. And if we lead people or, or show them the ways that they can make a difference in their own worlds, that's really the, the epitome of what we do. It's so, life-changing mm -hmm. and world-changing. Yep, it absolutely is. And our members, because we don't have a, a focus of a, a particular underserved population that we focus on, our members decide what to focus on. And so we have people out there that teach kids to read. We have people out there that take meals to the elderly. We have people out there that help... Um, Folks coming out, you know, from, from being incarcerated and re-entering society and helping them learn how to be, become integrated again. Uh, we have people who get together every month and knit booties for the homeless shelter. I mean, it, all of the things that we're doing out there are because our members have a particular interest that they've said, it's time for me to get back to something I love. Mm. And this is what I love. So it, it took me almost all those five years to boil it down, all those, all those words I just said, mm -hmm. <laughs> into a sentence that would be the, quote, elevator pitch. And I did it a, a couple months ago, and it became, TTN connects women so they can discover their impact. Mm -hmm. And in a nutshell, that's what we hope we're doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can see why it brings you such satisfaction. There's such mm -hmm. a variety, but the bottom line is, you know, really finding what you were meant to do at this stage in your life mm -hmm. and passing on the good stuff. All You know, this is all, of course, uh, the research really proves this to uh, create contentment and peace as we are in our, our third phase. Absolutely. Yeah, you speak about research. So much of the research points to the connection piece, mm -hmm. um, being part of the society, having people around you that you can rely on, that, that, that you can support, um, really finding ways to weave a new fabric of your life. And, um, and that's, that's a big, that's to me, like I said, it's the fundamental thing that we do best. Um, and from there, it can go in any direction. That's just uh, a glorious thing to see. Uh, mm -hmm. Some of our members, I, I love some of the stories that people have, they reinvent themselves. Like there's this one, uh, one woman, as a matter of fact, there was something last week that she did. Uh, and this was a, a longtime member who had left her role in education and I don't remember if she was a teacher or an administrator, but she had spent her, her life's career in education. And she retired and came to TTN. And as part of her peer group, her transition peer group, um, she began to talk about her love of art and how much she loved to paint and, and do other kinds of art when she was younger. And of course, when you get 
into your career and family and kids and, and life, you move away from some of the things that you might have loved early on. Well, they encouraged her to revisit that. And um, she just last week had her first, I think it was her first one-woman show. Oh, my goodness. Uh, of her artwork. And even in the short time I've known her, which is probably seven years, her art has evolved and progressed. And she's doing amazingly beautiful work. Now, I think that's a pretty good transformation. And, of course, when you ask what do you do, she says, I'm an artist. Mm. So even in her own self-knowledge and her, her you know. Her um, identity. Her, exactly. Her identity. Yeah. She's now not an educator now. She's an artist. And I just think that's a, a really transformative story and an inspiring one because it had nothing to do with what she did before, um, but it was something else that was, was brewing under the surface. So, so what, what is the process, Susan? Let's say I'm a, a person who uh, would like to make uh, use of this incredible network. I would go on the website and then I would find a chapter nearest me. Is that how it goes? So we have uh, members that are in the areas where we have chapters. We have 14 locations. One is um, a chapter in formation, as we call it, in Minneapolis, St. Paul but 13 recognized chapters. And um, so if you happen to live in one of those geographies, yes, you can be part of that chapter. And that's the most um, robust experience, I would say, because it is face-to-face. -face. Um, there are people in those locations who are planning events, bringing in speakers and getting programs up. They have um, small groups like these transition peer groups, which are um, a monthly meeting of maybe eight to 12 women. This is actually how TTN started with the first two women who said, wow, we can't be the only two women in New York who are retiring and saying, whoa, what are we gonna do now? Mm -hmm. So these transition peer groups meet every week and they have a topic and they really begin to explore this stage of life and all the changes. Maybe they in the chapters they'll have special interest groups which really are focused on kind of socializing and finding other people who share your interest in books or movies or you know, finding the, the off-the-beaten-path museums or, you know, things that get you out and get you integrated into your community. Um, we have special interest groups around volunteer work. So the, the chapter experience, of course, it has the best opportunity for a lot of variety. Um, but if you don't live in a chapter area, we call them national members. Everybody's a member of the national organization, so regardless of where you are, you can take advantage of benefits anywhere. But the national members are people that just live in places where we don't have a chapter right now. And it's been a focus of ours for the last couple of years to really find ways to make that a more rewarding and more robust experience. And I'll tell you, um, the, the birth of all of this great technology of mm. video conferencing and everything else has allowed us to bring those ladies together. And that has been extremely rewarding and very surprising. I didn't expect the level of intimacy that occurred almost instantly with, you know, 10 women on a call uh, going through and talking about the book that TTN wrote called Smart Women Don't Retire, They Break Free. Um, and these breaking free groups, as we call them, are, are just magnificent. And the, and the people have bonded with one another. Mm. 
um, some of them have made made uh, plans to visit and and oh. get to know each other in person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in terms of your question about the process, it's really if you go to the website and you go to the join page, putting in your zip code will tell you whether you're going to be part of a chapter or you have the opportunity to be in a chapter or you would be a national member. So that's how that works. And then, of course, once you sign up, there's lots of outreach from the chapter, from the national office. We have new member orientations online that I do every month, which I still do live, which is really fun because Mm -hmm. it takes me back every month to why we do this. And it's such a, for me, it's a really important process to keep reminding myself that this has such potential in the lives of these women. Mm. Um, Oh, it's magnificent. It just mm -hmm. so... It just sounds so powerful in mm-hmm. many ways. Mm-hmm. Well, we are our own power. Uh, and, and certainly, that's a great word. Uh, one of the things I say in the, in the orientation is about the power of you. And what do we mean by that? What is the power of you? Well, the power of you is that you can be anything you want. We're here to help you figure out what that might be. We don't have the answers. The answers are within each member, within each person. Um, but to sort of begin to scratch the surface and invite them to think and to learn and to express themselves really does release that power. And then, of course, because we are almost, well, we're 99.9% driven by volunteers, uh, a lot of those folks then say, uh, this has been so helpful to me that I want to now help TTN bring this to other people. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised to hear that. You know, Mm -hmm. it occurs to me as you're talking about the experience that this might be the first time a member really thinks clearly and deliberately about what do I want to do with my life rather than well, of course, I'm going to do the the college and the job and I'm going to have my kids, you know, mm-hmm. there it's so prescribed. But this is a whole different world now. Mm-hmm. And you make a good point because it's a world that's not been defined, especially for women, through all the generations that preceded us. And this generation of baby boomers was the first, whether by choice or by need, to really be out in the workforce in a big way. And the industries that we invaded were every industry on the planet. So the diversity of experience and um, expertise is just, it's very broad. We come from all sorts of backgrounds. And I think that idea of uh, diversity of perspective is what helps each of us grow. You know, I can listen to another woman and her experience Um, And then it makes me think about my own and say, wow, that's a new way of thinking about a particular uh, topic, for instance. Maybe I should consider that. Maybe that's a better idea. Um, So we really impact each other just in the way that we interact. And we do what women do so well, which is affiliate. You know, when, yes. when things are are hard, we ask our people, what do mm-hmm. you think? You know, I mean, this is kind of a natural extension mm-hmm. of how women have coped. Well, we build that new tribe, as they say. Who's your tribe? Mm-hmm. Who's out there to um, really support each other? You know, I get a lot of questions, Nicole, about where's the TTN for men? 
And because, you know, they're going to retire and some of the, some of the same things are coming up for them. Um, and I always think to myself, well, if you can figure out how they socialize, then you could probably start there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they socialize in different ways than women do. I mean, like you, you just mentioned, that we just get together and all of a sudden the volume in the room goes up <laughs> as, as people just connect and start talking to each other. And it's a wonderful thing. But I don't know if men do the same. I don't, I've never done the research. But I think it would be a really an interesting, interesting turn to see if we could figure out TTN for men. I've also been asked, why don't you have more males on the show? And my experience is that it's a very different process and, um, you know, aging and Mm -hmm. kind of coming to terms with mortality. What now? All those questions are handled very differently. Mm. And I wanted to focus on on women uh, because that's what I know more about. Mm -hmm. And it's... And it's not to exclude men, but women, I think, tend to come together and want to talk about that they're hurting Mm -hmm. or confused or vulnerable. And I don't I don't see that men necessarily uh, want to take that tack. Mm -hmm. I think when I get that question, it's typically around the idea of the society that's been created. You know, you're meeting new people on a new playing ground. It's not just the people you work with or, you know, the friends you've had in your back pocket for 30 years. Um, It's the freshness of new people in your life. And I think that that the men that ask the question, where's the TTN for men, see that and say, wow. Um, There was a um, member in our New York chapter just a few years back, and she and her husband moved down here to Philadelphia. And she and I had a friend in common in New York. And so when she moved here, she invited me to her home for dinner. I had never met her, but she knew I was a friend of Ellen's. And so Ellen was coming down. So she invited me for dinner. And um, her husband said, well, you get 20 minutes to talk about TTN and then we're going to talk about something else. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that didn't work. That got overruled. (laughs) Yeah. But his comment was, you know, we've been here for two months and she already has a whole world built. And so, and he actually, this is interesting, he actually decided, I think I can recreate this. I can do what TTN does with the men. And so in the first building that they were living in, he began to sort of look around to see who was in the building and try to connect with those fellas. And he built up um, a group of, I think lately, it's been 30 to 40 fellas in and around where they live. Um, They're down there in the city. And, and they call each other and say, okay, I'm doing this. Does anybody want to go? And four or five of them will show up. Um, or sometimes they just meet for coffee. Sometimes they go mm. out and do different things. So it isn't, it's a very possible thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that was kind of fun that, that uh, his recognition right away was, wow, she's got a whole life. She's already mm-hmm. got a group of friends mm-hmm. and people she can connect with. Um, and, and but I, it's not to make it seem like it's so easy, though. I mean, you have to put yourself out there, too. It's not like, you know, there's no uh, courage involved, right? I mean, Absolutely. Well, and that's yeah. what goes back to your word power. And the power's within us. We do have to get out of the house. We have to open that door and push ourselves out. You know, it's... Funny, too, when I first found TTN's ad and went online, that was easy. There's no risk in that. But when I got the uh, invitation to come to the first meeting, the first gathering that they were going to hold in Philadelphia, 
that's definitely not in my wheelhouse of things I would automatically do. Mm-hmm. As I said, I'm not a joiner. I don't just go out and join stuff. But there was something so compelling in what they were talking about and the realization that was like, wow, that's me. That's me. Mm-hmm. That I got on the train and I went into the city and I went to the meeting. And that to me was was gutsy and scary. Mm-hmm. But immediately... I found women to talk to. And from there, I got into a transition peer group. Again, not something I would necessarily join, but it's almost like I had no choice. (laughs) It was pulling you in. It was absolutely pulling me in. And, but I would say to people that have the same introverted nature that I have fundamentally, if you want to change what you're doing, you have to be responsible for changing it. It's going to be um, a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Sure. But that's mm-hmm. going to that's going to pass. Um, you might have to give it a little time. You might have to show up a couple times to start to see the same people. But nobody's going to knock on your door. I guess that's what I'm saying. Nobody's going to come to your house and knock on your door and drag you out. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're in one of the chapters, like Long Island, where so many of them know each other. <laughs> so they might. <laughs> they might. And they're New Yorkers, so they tend to do that. <laughs> they just might. They might. But it does really, I mean, I like the fact that I pushed myself. I'm proud of that. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to do things that make us feel like I did something good for You're me. You're growing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. What are the common themes that you hear in the groups of people getting together and and talking about their transitions? You know, I think the uncertainty of it, um, the idea of change, regardless of what people say, I don't think anybody wakes up and says, gee, what can I change today? (laughs) It's always a struggle and a challenge, Um, and it's frightening. I'm, I'm in the middle of relocating myself from where I am in the suburbs into the city of Philadelphia, and... Even though I know it's exciting, it's really, it's scary. It's 31 years in one location, and now I'm going to move. And I'm on my own, so it's the fear of the unknown. I guess there's always a fear of failure. So that's a big um, topic of what's what's next, what is coming up next. I think the other um, topic is a lot of where do I go for help, or where do I go for support and what do I need to know about the kinds of things that are going to be ahead of me you know it's a this book that uh, TTN wrote when they first got started this smart women don't retire they break free it actually lays out a lot of the things you want to think about if you're thinking about retiring like how do you build new networks of friends and and how do you um, decide what you want to do next and things like that so all of those topics become things that are discussed and put on the table and programs are are developed around so that they might not get blindsided so much. I was so blindsided by the fact that the friends that I thought were my friends were going to eventually disappear when I left my job. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any clue that was going to happen. So I think people should know that, Mm -hmm. you know, what the challenges are mm-hmm. and have somebody who's maybe half a step ahead say, listen, this is what I just went through. Exactly. Something you might have to look out for. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to put into words how important this is. It is. And it's sometimes it's not the words that come back when you talk about it. Um, I often say that I've never met a woman in my age group 
that doesn't start nodding her head when I begin to talk about what, what the Transition Network is and what we do. They just get it. So it's not even a verbal response. It's just an, it's an instinctual mm-hmm. agreement that I get it, I need it, I want it. How do I get there? <laughs> mm-hmm. And how do you um, make yourself available? How do you put yourself out there so people can find you? What's your advertising uh, process? Um, well, we're very small financially, so most of it's word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, although when we are very lucky enough to get an incredible article written about us, which just happened in Atlanta, uh, it was a great article about who we are and, and what that's about. Well, all of a sudden it became this burst of members in the Atlanta mm. chapter. Oh, really? Yes. You could, uh, you could, tr- you could track it. Oh my gosh. Yes. They almost mm-hmm. doubled in size. They were a small chapter, but they, they went from 30 something to over 60, you know, in a couple of weeks. So that's that's enormous. And the same thing happened. It was run in Long Island, but Long Island is so big, you almost don't see a, a burst like that. I see. Um, but it happened there. And then the most interesting one, and this is when I really started to realize the power, was it had run in a paper in Hartford, Connecticut. And I didn't know this. Um, these things just happen sometimes. But all of a sudden, and I do weekly membership reports because I like to, I'm the former sales uh, executive. I ran sales in my home building career. So I'm always looking at numbers, mm-hmm. you know, sale, this is like sales numbers. How many sales did we mm-hmm. get this week? <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I look at my, I do membership reports every week and all of a sudden there was this flurry. I mean, like 10 or 12 women from the Hartford area that joined and I was like, what the heck? What happened in What's, Hartford? Yeah. So I was started communicating with a few of them, and that's what it was. This article found its way to the Hartford newspaper. It was the Hartford Current, I think. Yes, and mm-hmm. they all joined. Now, we don't have a chapter there, but um, it gave me the idea that as much fun as our breaking free groups are to have women from all over the country on there and have them connect, wouldn't it be cool to do a breaking free group in a particular area where the women may eventually get together face-to-face? So we're going to try that in January. So So do you, are you looking at having an annual conference? Is that something on your agenda? um, We've done leadership conferences in the past, which mostly focused on the women who were running the chapters Mm -hmm. and bringing them together and sharing best practices and ideas and, and all of that. We've talked about regional conferences and doing something so it's not such a hardship, probably 70 to 75% of our members are on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So it would be difficult for people on the West Coast to come all the way on the East Coast, but it would make sure. financial sense to do it where most of our members are. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've looked at it from time to time. I think there'd be a great interest in it, but it's not a guaranteed interest. And because we're so small financially, we really exist on membership dues and board donations and a, and a, a small annual appeal. Um, we just... we. It's a little bit risky for us to make that kind of investment financially. Do you have any affiliations? I'm just curious because, you know, as I'm listening to you talk about what good this does for people Mm -hmm. and how health promoting it is, I'm just wondering, are you, do you have any connections with AARP or any of these big organizations or is that in the plan? Well, sure. More formalized um, partnerships are. But even in the informal sense, we do. We're part of the Encore Network. 
And Encore.org, of course, started by Mark Friedman, is this very innovative think tank group that really comes up with wonderful ways to bring meaning to people in this age group. And so we're connected to a lot of other organizations through them. Uh, we're one of the founding members. The, the woman who runs the Encore Network was our original executive director, so she's very good about making sure she keeps TTN close in everything they do. Um, this is so Betsy. Betsy. Betsy Worley. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She's fabulous. Uh, best networker I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> she's incredible. So what makes her a good networker, Susan? Oh, she remembers people. She remembers things about them. She remembers. Uh, she'll remember if you talk about your spouse or your children or your sister or brother. She'll remember what they do, and then she just has all these threads. And so mm -hmm. she can say, you know, I'm talking to this person today and I met this person three weeks ago or last year or four years ago. Mm -hmm. And I think the two of you should probably oh talk. You have goodness. a lot of synergies. <laughs> I, re I so respect that. I don't have the memory for it, but I so respect what she's able to do. She's and a matchmaker. She is. And she was the perfect person to become the, the woman that's running that created this network because she pulls all these threads together. So um, so we participate in, in their conference. We're going out in November uh, to the Encore Conference, which is a lot of other organizations that are in this space. And all of them are different. Um, and what I, what I really love about this is that we're not competing with each other mm -hmm. for members. We all have something to offer. So I look at all of these other groups like Coming of Age and the Encore groups, 40 Plus, um, Reserve and SCORE. They all have something that may be of use to my members. Mm -hmm. And so I have a, a big area on the website for, it's behind the member wall, so you have to be a member to see it, which is the um, Transition Resource Center. And there's information on all of these organizations that are there for our members to say, well, let me look around. Maybe there's something I could learn from the Life Planning Network or, you know, we put resources on there about Medicare and about different things that might be different um, aspects of aging that we need to be involved in. There's climate action groups, there's Peace Corps, United Way. So there's a lot of things wow. there that, while I may not know anybody in that organization, but I think that they are offering something that my members want. And so we bring them in, we put them on the website, and um, our members have an opportunity to connect with those guys. It opens up a whole new world. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely does. What I also like to bring speakers in like we have speakers from different organizations that will if they're going around to different cities we, we can plug them into a chapter and do an engagement um, right now we've been promoting joy laverty who does wonderful engagements around elder care and her very very gutsy book called who's going to take care of me when i'm old <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. It puts quite a point on it. Oh, it, it sure does. It sure does. But she's been in this business for a long time. She really knows it inside out. And she's a highly energetic and engaging speaker. So when I come across someone like that, you know, and I can say, gee, can you come to central Ohio? Can you come to Long Island or New York or Philadelphia or San Francisco? It's great. It's great. Because that brings new learning and new information to our members. Mm hmm Yeah. That sounds, it sounds wonderful. Mm -hmm. Any, any last thoughts, Susan, you want to share with our audience? Gosh, um, I think the main thing is you don't have to go it alone. Um, I think for a lot of us, the future is still a very blank page. 
-hmm. And w even once we start thinking about it, there may be lots of twists and turns. Uh, we, we do a workshop based on William Bridges and his stages of transition, the ending stage, the, the neutral zone, and then the new beginnings. And we spend a lot of time in that neutral zone. Um, I always think of it as trying on different personas, trying on different costumes, trying on different mm -hmm. things. So it doesn't have to be a scary time. It can be kind of an inventive time. But not going it alone is a really big deal. Making sure that you're connecting with other people who get it and who are willing to walk the path. Provide advice, like you mentioned before, about someone that says, you know, I just did this and this is what, what mm -hmm. I experienced. Yes. Maybe you'd want to know this. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's really the main thing, which is why it's called a network. It is a network of women who are supporting each other and discovering the impact that they want to have. So it's not for everybody, but it sure is for a lot of us. So I'd ex definitely encourage them to check out the website and it's thetransitionnetwork.org. The the yeah. is very important. It's very important. It is uh, very important. Um, okay. So it's You know, great. it's interesting, and you may have heard this before, thought about yourself. It's, a, it's an obvious name, but I don't think it captures the depth and uh, sort of the, the, the profound changes that mm -hmm. are happening yes. as a result of this right. network. Well, the, the tagline certainly helps, embracing change after 50. Okay. I think that that begins to yes. show the action aspect of what we're doing. We're not running away from change. We're not just dealing with it. Mm -hmm. We're walking towards it and we're embracing it. Um, and I think that that vision of that, as, as opposed to <laughs> enduring it, um, is, is what really does represent what we're trying to, to do. Um, and, you know, the name, it, it gets shortened to TTN a lot. I'm not sure that has any meaning either, except to the people inside the transition network. But you never know. New days are coming. We're going to be 20 in 2020, 20 years mm -hmm. old. Mm -hmm. um, who knows what changes that will bring as we continue well, to grow and it, learn. It, it sounds lovely and it sounds so relevant and I already am thinking about some of my clients who are looking for just this kind of thing and I and I never quite know what to advise them but mm -hmm. now I know and it, it, and I and I love your passion and I love your you know bringing this to the world and your excitement and it well, really is a beautiful thing it certainly has become a way of life for me and when I get up I I've always said to myself, if it's not fun, don't do it. And, and that comes from, that goes with everything. And that's how I feel about this, that this is fun. It's, it is challenging, of course. It's, it's an organization. It has to be run, has to be managed and all of that. But the gratification of seeing women come together and seeing them grow from, you know, I, I just had a major life transition and I feel like I'm completely lost and out of control to then saying it's my time and mm. I'm ready to take on this challenge is just oh my gosh that's why I do it <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah I feel that way about the podcast is just meeting these 
really energetic, dynamic, mm-hmm. interesting, passionate women. It's just, it is fun. It's mm-hmm. difficult, but it is so fun. And it, you know, and I really resonate with what you're saying. There's just mm-hmm. deep, deep gratification. I have to say, I love your title, The Zestful Aging. <laughs> I think it's, it's another word that just jumps off the page and says, yeah. yes, I want to be zestful about this. Um, right. Aging is going to happen whether I like it or not. Why not make it great? Mm-hmm. And I think that is just, there's such an energy in that that whole concept of zestfully getting, mm. it's like the embracing thing. It's running out towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what's the alternative? I mean, right. I'm not interested in the alternative, that's for sure. And it doesn't sound like you are either. What you've done with your podcasts is just astonishing. And the Thank growth of, of yeah. what you've been able to achieve and um, might try Thank to steal you. some of your secrets. <laughs> uh, yeah, some of it's luck and some of it is, you know, I talk to people like you and I say, who do you think would be a great guest? Mm-hmm. And that is that's my secret. And mm-hmm. people say, what about this person, mm-hmm. you know, that I never would have discovered. So. Right. Thank you so much for talking to us today, Susan. I think the list, um, our listeners are really going to appreciate, uh, well, first of all, I think they're going to be delighted at what you have to offer, but really appreciate how, you know, you're going about this and, and what you're offering. Well, thank you so much for inviting me to participate, Nicole. This was just delightful. Thank you so much for joining us on Zestful Aging. If you like the podcast, please share with some of your friends. I love to hear from my listeners. Send me an email at nicolechristina.com. And please consider becoming a patron of the show. You will get access to exclusive bonuses and you will be part of the Zestful Aging community. Keep us going strong. Go to patreon.com slash zestful aging. See you next time for another episode of Zestful Aging.